Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. My name is Dan Carson. I'm the director of Student Ministry Matters, and with me is Chris Vines. What's up, Dan? It's good to be back, man. Yeah, it feels like it's been a while. We are back together talking about speaking at events. That's going to be our topic today. Sometimes you get those invitations to speak at a D-Now weekend, a youth conference, a camp. How do you approach that? What do you look at? We'll spend just a little bit of time there because some of it is things that you might not have covered in seminary or Bible college. But a lot of those things are how to speak to crowds, how to how to preach the word. And so I just want to encourage you to join the conversation. If you like what you're hearing, be sure and share this with others. You can do that on social media. You can leave a rating or review. Those type of things help others find our podcast. We're so thankful for our partners at Central Baptist College of Conway. Uh, We're excited about uh, some things coming up and some things that we hope to see. And we're just, we've spent time before we started recording talking about all of those things. Uh, But it is a great school. It is challenging, engaging, inspiring. And if you have a student who's trying to figure out what is next, we encourage you to have them go to cbc.edu. Get connected with the admissions team. They'll Schedule a visit. You can do that virtually now, or you can do it in person. We always encourage the in-person visit, uh, but check them out at cbc.edu. Well, Chris, we have, again, haven't had a chance to talk in a little bit. One of the big events that you're involved with is the SOAR Conference. I know that we're looking ahead at that. It is this summer. You're the visionary leader. I think that's your official title, isn't it? Yeah, that's what they call me. That's what so, they're calling. <laughs> but I still have I still have glasses. I don't have very good vision sometimes. <laughs> well, listen. Um, can you tell us? You don't have to give us all the secrets, but can you tell us a little bit about what's coming up with SOAR twenty twenty two? Absolutely, absolutely. Let me first by, uh, start by saying um, that uh, you, as a listener, uh, can definitely go to soarconference.com and find uh, what I'm about to say and, and a lot more uh, just right there. Um, if you go to that, that website, you'll find that there is a countdown. And this is kind of scary to even say out loud because it doesn't sound like a long time, but the countdown on that website is 21 weeks and five days away. Um, and which means if, if, if you've been looking at a calendar as most leaders and volunteers and youth pastors have over the last month, you realize that 21 weeks is not a long time. No, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not, <laughs> it's, it just goes by so fast, but uh, man, you can register there. You can reserve your hotel there. All of that's available right now. We're going to be down at the Hilton Anatole in uh, Dallas, Texas uh, one more year. And uh, the dates of it are going to be uh, June 29th through July 1st. Uh, Brad Falk is going to be our main uh, speaker. Uh, he spoke one session last year and knocked it out of the park. And so I'm so excited to have Brad back. And uh, the other thing that I would say just quickly about SOAR is that the registration price has gone down. 
Um, and you may say, why in the world did it go down? Did it get cheaper? Uh, no, the content is all there. <laughs> I mean, I promise you, it. we are, man, we've got a full slate. You're not going to be losing anything uh, in your price other than it's just going to, we just want to help our churches out. Um, we've been going through a season of life that has just been hard in mm. more than one way. And um, one of the ways that we've tried to, just meet our churches where they are is, is making our conference just more affordable. And, um, and so we're thankful that we, we've been blessed to be able to do that. And so you'll find that the registration is the cheapest that it's been in, um, quite some time. And, uh, and we don't, we don't plan on changing that, but, uh, so anyway, check out soreconference.com, make plans to be there June 29th through the first. And, uh, man, it's going to be a fun time. What's the theme this year? Yeah, man, I didn't even say that, did I? Uh, the theme, <laughs> good one, Dan. The theme is called. Uh, the theme is called. And so we're going to be focusing on uh, the fact that every believer is called to serve in some way. Um, we are we are all called. And so that's that's what we're going to be focusing on. Um, some are called to preach. Some are called to, to go as missionaries. Uh, but all are called to to serve Christ in some capacity right where they are. And uh, so we want to help students um, learn what uh, or really how God has called them uh, specifically uh, to uh, to follow Jesus right where they are. Mm, that's good. One of the previous episodes we had, we interviewed Brad Falk, and I'm sure we'll be interviewing him again as we lead up to to SOAR 2022, uh, but go back, listen to that. He just talks a little bit about how to, uh, our vertical relationship with God and how it impacts us. And so it'll be a chance for you to hear him. I believe it's episode number 71, but we'll have a link in the show notes so that you can check that out as you make decisions about your summer schedule. You know, I know that that's one of the tough things. Where do we take our kids? What is the most valuable thing that I can send them to? And let me tell you, SOAR is one of those places. Um, always on my schedule has been SOAR and church camp. I feel like those are, they're totally different events. Church camp, you, you're away for a week usually. You spend time uh, cut off from the world in a lot of ways. But SOAR is that conference. It's high energy. It's got the, the lights, the music, uh, just a lot of fun. And, but it also has a big impact. So just check it out, soarconference.com. And we'll, again, have some of those links in our show notes. Well, Chris, today I wanted to talk about kind of conferences in mind or events or those other things that you sometimes get invitations to. You know, I over the course of my ministry, I haven't spoken at a lot of D-Now weekends or church camps or conferences. Uh, I think the first one I did was maybe two weeks after I got married, uh, somebody had invited me to come speak at a church, uh, church camp in Jonesboro. And like a crazy man, I thought, oh, okay, I'll just go up there. <laughs> just got married. It's not that big a deal. I'll be away from my wife for a week. Go uh, show was, off my girl. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she didn't go with me. She had oh. to stay in work. So it was man. very sad. Very sad. I was very depressed. Yeah. The whole week. But, you know, Sorry. that is... Beside the point. Uh, the issue is when we get those invitations and we look at those things, they are different than the week in, week out talks that you have with your students. Yeah. Um, or even a retreat you plan for your students because they're 
these aren't typically your students. So what are some ways, Chris, that these events and these things are different? Yeah. So I think you just, you just uh, said a very good thing. They're, they're, they're different because they're out of your norm. Um, Our norm is the people, the faces that we see on a weekly basis. Um, We, as, as pastors and, and volunteers within our churches, we, we know our people. Uh, we we eat lunch with them. We go to their sporting events. We we know what our kids in our youth ministry are are thinking about and what they're involved in, all those kind of things. And so, whenever you, one of the one of the hard parts about going into another setting to speak is you're you're in front of an audience that you don't know and they don't know you most likely um, because none of us are are you know YouTube sensations and none of us are uh, you know in front of, you know, in front of those, those kids faces, you know, on a regular basis. And so I think that's one of the biggest parts that's, that's hard about, uh, that's difficult about going and speaking at an event is, is the audience. You don't know them, they don't know you. And so you've got to spend some time in in some way building a little bit of trust, you know, with that audience. And, and so that's, that's a, that's a, uh, an element you have to think through that you don't normally have to think through. Because like last night, when as we're recording, this, this is a Thursday, and last night was Wednesday. I'm standing up in front of my group, and I've been I've been building trust with them over the last eight years. Yeah. Um, I didn't have to spend the first fifteen minutes last night or twenty minutes um, trying to get them to to trust me or to know who I am. But you've got to think through that when you go into uh, a new location, a new place. You know, I think about my group at at Temple Church, the church I was at from. 2007 to 2016. And during that time, I could start a phrase. I would say, love God. And then they would could finish by saying, love people, make disciples. They knew that that's what was going to come out of my mouth. Yeah. But when you go to these uh, conferences or events or D-Now weekends, again, because we're not YouTube sensations, uh, they don't know that. I yeah. mean, you could say, well, I say this all the time to my students. And maybe by the end of the week, if it's something you really want to ingrain in them, you get. But you don't know those students in the same way. You don't yeah. know their their family situations. You don't know, yeah, you know all of those things. Yeah. So I would say, you know, let me say two things on that. Um, uh, because one one of the things that I would I would give advice on uh, in this in this regard is is ask the 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 uh, director, uh, the youth pastor, the coordinator of whatever event it is that you've been asked to speak at ask them some really good questions and, and let, let some of those questions be about the people who are going to be sitting in the seats in front of you. Um, mm, you know, I, I, I recently spoke at a revival service and, and I, I like asking these kind of questions and I would ask the pastor before I ever got up there, Hey, what, what, what's, what are some common jobs of the people that um, are in your church? You know, what are they doing? Yeah. What do they do for a living? What are, what are some things that are fun to do around your area? What is it that people have as hobbies? Do they fish? Do they hunt? Um, do they play disc golf? Do they do other things? You know, what is it, you know? And, and so try to, try to gather that information before you ever step foot on, uh, on their turf. And, uh, and then the, a very practical piece of advice I would give as far as just helping, um, bridge the gap of, of trust even, and, and letting that audience get to know you is something that I, I feel ashamed even taking credit for, because it was just one of those things that the Lord just kind of said, Hey, Chris, why don't you try doing this? Um, it was about uh, a year and a half ago. I spoke at a D now and 
I'd never been to this church before. I didn't know the kids. I knew the youth pastor uh, somewhat all right at the time. Um, I know him better now, but uh, I was like, man, how am I going to, how am I going to introduce myself and in, in this kind of thing? I mean, I could show them pictures of my family and all that kind of thing. And that would be good. But uh, just had this idea that the Lord put on my mind of, you know what, grab a backpack. And cause I like backpacks, I like bags. So I grabbed a backpack and he said, throw just some of your personal stuff in there. So man, I went through my truck and I, I just started grabbing some personal stuff and I just threw it in the backpack. And I was thinking, what if, what if every time I stand up in front of the audience, I have my backpack. And one of the first things that I do is just pull a couple of things out of my backpack and, and just kind of show them off and just be funny, you know, and just say, Hey, here's some things that I like. This is just a little bit about me, you know? And, and, uh, and also in that backpack, I, 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 stuff some candy and that kind of thing and so every now and then i pull out some candy i just throw it in the audience that kind of thing and did that help i felt like it did um i don't know the kids in the audience may have thought they just got free candy but i thought that was i mean it it really did help lighten the mood a little bit and it helped them learn a little bit about me um and it it also opened up opportunity for conversation with them afterwards um that was easy to get into you know like so I, i showed them a one of the things that I threw in my bag was uh, a a very old school CD case. It was it's like shaped like a basketball, and it's got all my CDs from high school in it. And and so like I pulled that out of the bag, and I was like, and these are CDs. And I had to explain to what 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 CDs are. And then I actually opened up and I showed them some of the CDs I had. I was like, and this is Randy Travis. He's one of the best country singers ever, right? And so you know, afterwards, you know, we have conversation like who the heck is it? Randy Travis, you know, and that just helps build rapport. Right. So take that for what it's worth, build on it, say that I stole it from somebody. Cause who knows I may have and not know it. You know, I'm not the first one. I'm not that original, but maybe that helps you think through how to bridge that gap. No, I like that. Chris. The, the only issue I had was that you said you went to your truck and pulled some things out and put it in a backpack. And I, I just thought about, okay, if I went to my my pilot and <laughs> went and grabbed stuff out of there, unfortunately, it'd just be a backpack full of trash because I'm a bit of a slob when it yeah. comes to my vehicle. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I'm not going to say that I didn't have trash in there. I just, I had a bunch pulled of out stuff. The good stuff. <laughs> Dude, I even pulled a golf club out. I was like, I don't oh, know. Nice. Yeah, I put a golf club in there. I had an actual basketball. Uh, a coffee mug that may have had some old coffee in it. I don't know. So, well, so, but that's great. I mean, you contacted the leader, um, the pastor of the church that you were doing a revival at, but you also talked about um, introducing yourself and just finding creative ways to do that. We've, we've both seen people utilize uh, pictures and now with, projectors and screens. That's a very easy thing to do. You can throw up a picture and put family photos, unless you get the right one, don't really give the personality of your family. You know, my, my family are a bunch of crazy people. And now that we have three dogs, holy cow, um, I lost my mind. I need a picture that includes that if I'm going to introduce myself because yeah, that's yeah. my life. Yeah. Walking dogs and yeah. telling them no. Nope, yeah. nope, nope. Yeah. So. Hey, and don't forget too, you know, especially when you're talking about teenagers, I mean, this is really true for anybody, but especially teenagers, one of the best ways to connect with them is actually not even talk about yourself, but to talk about them. You That's know? true. I mean, <laughs> you just start talking, just, just asking them questions. Hey, what, what do you like? You know, what are, you know, all this, all this kind of stuff, talk about them and somehow they'll end up liking you better than you ever imagined because you're focused only on them. 
And uh, look, we all we all get that. We know that's true. Well, I will say one thing. I, you know, this was when I first went to Temple Church as their youth pastor. I actually grew up in a community about 20 minutes away. And so I actually wore my old Springdale High School marching t-shirt to the Rogers <laughs> football game. <laughs> oh boy. Nice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, but so uh, the reason I bring that up is it, it would be good if you're spe- speaking to students, know who the local team is. Yeah. If they're really good at something, something that you can cheer on and, mm-hmm. and encourage that that'll strike a chord. And, yeah. you know, like if you are a Razorback fan and you end up going to Oklahoma to speak, don't call the hogs in the boomer sooner, you know, I would say do that. Actually, I would yeah. say call the Hawks. <laughs> don't, don't back down. All right. Anyway, that's what I'd say. Well, um, <laughs> you know, as, as we prep for it, it is important and it is different. It's different than speaking to our, to our students on a weekly basis. But what are some other things like in the actual prepping of messages and things like that, that you might share with us, Chris? Sure. So I'm going to kind of go back to um, some things, you know, this this idea this idea of asking good questions, because I think that's where you need to start. If you're being asked to come and speak at an event, one of the first questions that you probably should ask is, do you have a theme in mind? Because the coordinator, um, mm-hmm. the youth pastor of that event yep. has probably already given it a lot of thought before they've ever called you, um, or at least I hope they have. And so just ask, like, what? What is this? Is this uh, is this has a certain theme? Is this theme recurring year after year? Is this a new theme? Um, is there a theme at all? Uh, is there you know another question to ask? Is there a particular passage of scripture that um, that you will be focusing on during that time together um, as a group? And uh, would you and you know ask the question? Do you do you want me to uh, teach from a particular uh, text or a particular book of the Bible or something like that? You know that all of that gives you direction. A lot of times. You know, you might get an answer. Well, you just preach whatever the Lord lays on your heart, right? And, right. and that's that's an okay answer, you know. Um, but it's still worth asking the question: Hey, is there something specific that you want me to be thinking about and preparing for? Um, because that's look, most people understand that if you're sitting in a classroom and a teacher says, "I want you to write a paper," but they don't give you any kind of direction, all of a sudden you can spend a lot of time trying to figure out just where to start. Right. Yeah, so yeah. don't be afraid to ask uh, that person who's asked you to come. And if you've said yes, just that question, Hey, is there, is there a particular um, subject matter topic passage of scripture that, that you're going to be covering and that you want me to want me to speak to? Um, and I think when you do that, you, it's a, it's a very, to me, it's a very humble question because you recognize that you're a guest in their house and that you're coming in, um, as a, as a guest, they, they're inviting you. And so try to, try to meet them where they are, you know, when it comes to that. So I, I'd say as far as prep goes, uh, ask that question, but then, um, also this is, this may sound strange, but it, it may be just personal to me. I like asking what the room is going to be like. So, oh, okay. um, I, I like, I like knowing, like in my mind, I like to envision things. And so I like to know as best I can, you can't always know for sure, but I like to know like what I'm going to be looking at. Am I going to be looking at a huge room or am I going to be in a kind of a smaller room in a smaller setting? Am I going to be standing on a big elevated stage or am I going to be on the floor with the people? 
that all of that just kind of plays into, I think, how you think about preparing. Um, along with that, you know, thinking in terms of, you know, again, asking good questions. Is there going to be a, a visual aid, you know, behind me? Uh, what, what's in, in other words, what's the room going to look like? How are the chairs going to be set up? Because you may you may be going in there expecting to speak to an audience of 50, but instead they've got a big circle of chairs and you're standing in the middle of them. That changes things. Now, <laughs> yeah, are they going to do that to you? Probably not. But Probably you get my not. point that it changes the perspective that you had before going in. So I think it's good to ask those kind of questions and as best you can prepare your mind for where you'll be standing and kind of what you'll be looking at. I, I think that's a really good point because I, I remember being at different places and then all of a sudden I'm up on a stage up a lot higher than I've always expected to be. Yeah. You know, our, our stage here at, at Calvary is a, a little bit higher um, than, than some other churches, but for the most part, you know, I'm used to standing in front of my students yeah. and just being maybe a couple inches off with a small platform I had at one church. But yeah. it can be, like I said, it can be very jarring if you're looking down and you're not used to that. So that's yeah. a great question. Yeah. You know, the I remember asking that question to the uh, the youth pastor of the D-Now that I did about a year and a half ago. And, and he was very gracious to just send me a picture of the room, you know, oh, very good. and that, you know, that's, that's easy, right? I mean, yeah. to... And it's, I don't think it's a very, it's not hard to ask for that, you know? Um, so I said, don't be afraid to ask that question. And you may be saying, Chris, you're just weird. You know, I'm going to adjust on the fly to that. And that's fine. You know, I'm just letting you know, I'm sure I can adjust, but if I can, if I can ask the question, if I can be prepared just a little bit more before I walk into that room, I feel like that just, that helps me get further down the road with, what really matters, which is connecting with the students and speaking truth to them that they're going to be able to hear and receive. Yeah, that, that connecting with the students is so vital. If you're going to be there for a D-Now weekend or a church camp or even a conference, let me just give this word. Don't close yourself off. Uh, don't speak and then go back to a room somewhere and then just show up when it's time to speak interact with with the students it's all about relationships and that is just so powerful i i remember uh, at a church camp several years ago that the students were always so excited stephen carroll if you know stephen you know stephen he's he's a wild man uh but he would speak but he would play basketball with the kids he'd go out and play softball he would connect with the students and that's that's an important piece if you're you're speaking to a group that is not your own yeah yeah, that's right. And I think that's a good question. Another good question to ask is not necessarily what is the expectation of you there? I mean, that might be a question you ask, but just ask, hey, could I see a schedule? Could I know maybe beforehand mm. what you're planning to do with your kids? And and then you can see from that schedule where you might can get involved. Like, you know, in a D-Now setting, there's probably going to be some kind of home groups. Well, you're not going to go to you know, the homes and just right. interfere with the small group time. But if there's like a game time, if there's something like that, that they're going to be having, then that's, I mean, that's a, uh, that's a place where you can just assume that you can just automatically jump in and, and have some fun. And again, it's all about that connecting. And so don't be afraid to ask for a schedule or just ask, Hey, where are you going to plan some fun things? Well, Chris, I think the other area that I wanted to kind of touch on, and you've, you've covered these great things. Asking great questions is probably, you know, if we want to sum up everything you've said so far, Yeah. but as you get into preparing mm -hmm. the message, 
um, is you start looking at how you're going to speak to them from the, the platform, the truths of scripture. What kind of words of advice might you have for our listeners? The, the first thing I would say is, is find a text of scripture and stick okay. as close to that as possible. Yeah. Um, now, if, if the person's asking you to speak on a particular topic, that's fine. I don't, I don't mind that. But even within that topic, my advice is find some scripture. Find scripture first. Don't think about the topic and, and start running wild with the topic. Keep that topic in mind, but go to the word of God and begin to, to pour yourself over a particular text of scripture and allow it to pour into you. I've read something, I think just yesterday, or heard something rather, the, the question of, are you giving yourself to the word? Um, and is the word taking hold of you? You know, that kind of thing. So often we just, we just kind of take hold of the word and use it as we see fit. Um, so my first, my first piece of advice is let the word of God take hold of you. And then I think you're, you're in the right posture to move forward there without going too backwards into what we just said i think part of what flavors the the writing of the sermon and figuring out how you know the the right applications that you're going to make it, it comes down to thinking about the audience that you're going to be in front of so i think it's important to get the text right so you pour yourself let the, pour yourself over the text let the text grab you um, and so you you get the text right you know what it's saying but then you start thinking about okay what does what does the Lord want to say to His people in this location right now? So, don't don't think in terms of what do I want to say, because that can lead you a lot of bad ways. It really can. Um, but a, a constant prayer that that I come back to, uh, and I don't know where I heard it, but it's just it's it stayed with me. Is Lord, what do you want to say to your people right now? And, and, and then just listen, you know, continue to study the word. But Lord, what do you want to say to your people right now? You know these kids, you know this audience better than I do, better than I ever could. No matter how many questions and however good they are, I could ask right now. You already know every single person in that seat that before I ever, before I ever walk into the room. So Lord, what do you want to say to these people, your people right now? from this part of your word, right? Um, and spend some time thinking through that application. Don't just assume that the application from this text is going to be the same that you spoke last week to your kids, you know, or to your audience. I think when we begin assuming things like that, we, we set ourselves up for, for some failure, but, yeah. but we, we really shortchange the, the people that we're getting to stand in front of uh, in, in those coming days. So along with that, my advice would be don't just rest on a sermon that you've preached before. Don't just re I mean, I'm not saying that you can't grab something that you've preached before and use it, but don't just grab it off the shelf without ever looking at it, without ever thinking about who you're going to speak to, without ever praying and just walking into the room thinking, you know what? I knocked this one out of the park three weeks ago. Let's do it again today. That's a really, really poor attitude. And if anybody's been preaching for very long, I think we would all admit that we've probably done something like that before. And we come away realizing I shouldn't have done that. And so um, if you haven't made that mistake before, just trust me, don't make it now. <laughs> um, so be in the text, 
pour yourself over the text, let it get, grab a hold of you, and then begin to pray, God, what do you want to say to your people right now? You know, we want to wrap up our thoughts on speaking at events, speaking at DNL conferences, um, camps, all those type of things. I just think uh, we, we've we given you some things to think about as you step into those situations. And some of you may not have those opportunities, but others of you may have that first opportunity. Well, don't, well, we want you to make the most of it. And that's it. God's giving you this opportunity. So don't think of it lightly, thinking these are only kids I'm going to see once. <laughs> I, I want to spend time uh, making sure that I'm doing the good work of, of investing in the word and then pouring that into people. And so, Chris, do you have any uh, final words you might have for us as we wrap up these thoughts? Sure. I'll give you two things. First, be yourself. Mm. Be yourself. Yeah. When you're asked to speak in an event, there's there's most of the time there's a temptation to try to be something that you're not. You're, you, maybe you're trying to meet a, uh, you think that you need to meet a particular standard or uh, idea that they, that this audience may have of yeah. you. Um, and so don't, don't try to be somebody you're not be yourself. They ask you to come speak, be faithful to the word, be true to yourself and, and go and, and just trust the Lord, speak the word, connect with kids, be you, right? Um, if you go in there trying to pretend they're going to see right through that. I promise you. And so you don't have to go buy a new wardrobe and try to be somebody you're not. Just pack your clothes, right? Study the word and go be yourself. All right. And have a good time with it. Have fun. All right. Be yourself and have fun. And the second thing I would say is when when asked, because it's always a flattering thing to be asked to speak at, at an event, whether it be a D now, a camp um, and most of the time, like if we're if if we're asked that and if it's something that maybe even we're not accustomed to all the time, we, we immediately want to say, yeah, I would love to come do that, you know, because, man, I, I mean, I, I love to preach. But the last piece of advice I give is remember, remember your calling, remember your first calling. So what that means for me is I'm I'm one of the pastors at Garrett Memorial Baptist Church in Hope, Arkansas. I've been called to speak and to preach and to pastor these people in this place. And so they are my first yes. And I have to remember that because if I just throw out yeses, then eventually what that means is I'm going to have to throw out no's to the people that I've been called to pastor. So remember your first calling. doesn't mean that you have to say no to events, but it also may mean that you don't say yes to every one of them. So be yourself. Remember your calling. Mm, that's good, Chris. You know, I think about that last one. Yeah, For our listeners' sake, you may or may not be aware, this is just a part-time gig for me, and Chris is totally a volunteer on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I tried Wait, to get him some... There's not a check coming? No, there's not a check coming. <laughs> Occasionally, I'll get you some Student Ministry matter swag, but that's about all I can do, man. Oh, Dan, <laughs> and, you take care of me, man. <laughs> so here's the deal, though. This is secondary to the calling that we have at our churches. The same with the opportunities that you might have speaking to other churches and other groups. God may be opening up some doors for you to do something, but God has called you to where you're at. And so don't forget that. Man, those students that God has put you with, that you're investing in long term, 
that's important work. That's incredibly important work. Well, guys, I'm so thankful that you've listened today as we've been talking about speaking at events. Um, I hope that you'll keep coming back and, and join us in this conversation about student ministry. There's lots of cool stuff coming up in the future, but we're praying for you as you work with your students and we do all these things because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.